Welcome to Keep Them Coming with Open the Doors Coaching. I'm your host, Kristen Thomas. I'm a relationship, dating, and sex coach based in Kansas City, and I just love to talk to people about what goes on in their sex lives and relationships. I also enjoy a good conversation about love, activism, or making change in the world. Be warned, you should probably be 18 and over, and probably also listening on your headphones. Thanks for tuning in. Hello, everyone. Thank you so much for joining me for another episode of Keep Them Coming. I want to start off first by giving a shout out to a few of my listeners. I I got to meet one in the wild. I actually went to the dungeon um, for a social distanced um, panel about race and equity within BDSM and had a fan come up and introduce himself. So thank you. I really appreciate you just, you know, saying some kind words about my show. Uh, also got an email from Heather. Thank you so much, Heather, for um, telling me how much you enjoyed some of my episodes. And one thing she did ask about is how to subscribe to my Not Safer Work email list. So thank you, Heather. I talk about how to subscribe to the end of my show, but yeah, I'll tell you here in just a minute how you can do that. But thanks so much for your email. I appreciate, again, everyone that I hear from, but just wanted to say hi and give both those listeners a quick shout out. Thank you so much to everyone who's been reaching out. Uh, I appreciate that people think that I'm providing some entertainment during the pandemic, so thank you. Thank you again. Thank you for listening. Thanks for reaching out. All of it. I appreciate knowing you listen, but you can also show your appreciation by doing listener support. If you click on the show notes, you can see there's a link to go to Anchor and sign up for listener support. You can also sign up for one of my email newsletters. I have one that is safe for work and one that's not, and I call that the Dirty Bird Newsletter. If you go to my Instagram page and click on my bio, you will find a link for Linktree that'll do a pop-up and it has several different links. You can sign up for my email newsletter through that. You can also find them on my Facebook page. Instagram's kind of the easiest way to do it. Eh, I'll also throw it in the show notes. Why not? Since I have some new listeners, I want to take a moment and talk a little bit about what I do. That'll save you a trip to my website, although you can go to openthedoorscoaching.com and see some more about what I do and how I do it. I am a certified sex coach and clinical sexologist. So what that means is I went through a certification program after I got my degree in psychology and I see people in an office setting, pretty similar to a therapist, except I don't talk so much about like the past and sort of what's led you here. I talk about it a little bit, but what I'm more interested in is understanding where are you now and where do you want to go? What do you want to be different? and I help you set goals in order to get there. I work with couples, I work with singles, I don't care what your gender, orientation, or relationship status is, meaning no matter your gender expression, no matter who you love, and no matter how you structure a relationship between monogamy, open or polyamorous, doesn't matter to me. 
I'm totally okay talking about kinks, fetishes, BDSM, all the above, as long as everything is sane, safe, and consensual. No judgment from me. Only thing I don't really like talking about is medical fetish. If you've listened to any of my previous episodes, you know that. But again, to some of my newer listeners, get no judgment for those out there that like it. It's just not my cup of tea and it makes me just a little squeamish and uh, I just, I'm not a fan of the thought of blood. So just, you know, don't, don't fault me for that. Just know that's basically the only thing I'm not super like at ease talking about. I might just kind of like the thought of it a little bit, but again, no judgment, no judgment. Again, sane, safe, and consensual. There's plenty of adults out there that consent to that. So again, a lot of my clients at first when they're like testing the boundaries to see what it's okay to talk about. I'll say, I can talk about anything except medical fetish. And they go, what's that? I'm like, if you don't know what it is, we're cool. So yeah, again, I have a degree in psychology. I used to work as a weight loss coach. Um, after I got out of that, I worked a couple different jobs, just trying to sort of find my way, figure out my path in life. I was in renewable energy and that kind of got shelved. So, uh, cause you know, of who was in office, that stuff kind of tanked starting in 2016. Anyway, uh, found myself unhappy and realized I needed to get back to what I thought I was going to do. I thought I was going to be a therapist when I grow up. So mm, getting a master's is pretty expensive right now. And plus, yes, people need to talk about the past. They need to kind of work through some things, especially before they come to me. But some people have done the work. Other people need to talk to a therapist and a coach at the same time to really work through some things. I have several clients that have me and a therapist. But at the end of the day, my focus is not to talk about trauma and family origin story. There's wonderful people out there that can help you with those things. That's just not for me. What I want to help people do is move forward, help them again, see where they are now and help them move forward into a future that's more like they envision for themselves. I want to help people have the best sex of their lives. That's why I Again, started this business. That's why I started this podcast. So yeah, that's just a little bit about me and what I do and sort of how I do it. I'm doing mostly virtual sessions right now. I do have an office. Uh, I do offer in-person sessions right now, mask only, and we do sit six feet apart. But most people hit me up on the virtual sessions. So if you would like to schedule a session, you can email me at Kristen at openthedoorscoaching.com. I'll have that link in the show notes as well so that you know that you're spelling my name correctly, but it's K-R-I-S-T-E-N at openthedoorscoaching.com. Do me a favor too, give me a follow if you would on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, LinkedIn, wherever. I'm pretty much everywhere on social media. So, all right, let's get into it. Today's episode is dedicated to a plethora of clients that I have had through my time with Open the Doors Coaching. You know, it's all about expanding your position repertoire. Here's the thing that I find for a lot of couples, and I've experienced this myself in the past, can't say I have it right now, Um, but what a lot of couples fall into is this rut of doing one or two, maybe three positions at max. You know, they're having sex, I'll give, I'll give some averages out here, anywhere from like, you know, two times a week to once or twice a month, sometimes even less than that. No matter how little or much they're having sex, a lot of couples fall into this habit, this routine of only having two to three positions, and that's it. 
I don't mean to say that's it. Like, oh gosh, that's so boring. For some people, yes, that's very boring. But for others, it's it's not about that. It's They don't even see it as being boring. They simply see it as being unpleasurable or feeling like it doesn't really do anything for them. That perhaps they've gotten into this habit, um, especially if the female is having, if this is in a, well, it could be in a, a hetero or a lesbian couple. If one female partner is having pain during intercourse or during penetration, then perhaps sex becomes all about the other partner getting their pleasure, getting their rocks off. And the other one just sort of, um, it's sort of mechanical or they're going through the motions or they're doing it to make sure that their partner still experiences pleasure. But yeah, I've heard some clients talk about they'll go through an entire experience with their partner and just feel like it doesn't really do anything for them. They're not, they're not enjoying the journey. So obviously what I'm going to propose is that you got to shake things up a little bit more than having just two to three positions. And don't even get me started on foreplay. I have an entire episode about foreplay. The episode title is, it's called foreplay because you're supposed to do it before you play. There needs to be some back and forth, uh, some some mutual stimulation, some self-stimulation, something. You know, the afternoon quickie's fine or the, you know, just go for it and get it over with like, cause you're just, you know, feeling hot and heavy, whatever, but no. Most intimate times require some foreplay, both to close the orgasm gap, but also to get, especially if there's a female partner involved, to get her warmed up. If it's male partners, even if it's a gay couple, not every partner has the same exact sexual response cycle. So it's up to every couple to figure out what it is that your body responds to, how does your partner's body respond, and plan accordingly. Do foreplay that works for both of you. Do foreplay that gets both of you worked up. And then when it comes to actual intercourse, I'm not saying to completely ditch your one, two, or three positions that you do consistently. Because again, maybe they're in the lineup because it helps one or both of you have an orgasm. What I am saying is it's time to add things to the repertoire. Perhaps you have that one position that you always finish in, but you need to add one or two different positions before that. This can be positions that you don't often try. They could be positions that are in a different room, utilizing a different piece of furniture. They can be things that require a wedge pillow. I talked about the, you know, the wedge pillow systems in my, as a review in my last episode. They can be things that require getting a toy out. They can be something that you do. Um, you know, sometimes people only do certain positions when they're feeling especially flexible or especially fresh, like out of the shower, just because everyone's different with their comfort level, their bodies, um, as far as like odor or sweat, things like that, or body hair even. Maybe it's a position that you did when you were on vacation and you had never tried that before and you haven't tried it since. What I'm saying is try to find a way to add a little bit more each time. Take, you know, like don't keep adding. That's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is say that you want to have three or four positions that you do. You've got your one or two that are your core ones. Add two or three that 
you don't try very often or you've never tried before. Now, when you're trying positions you've never done before, there's definitely some ways that I think are better to go about it than others. So here's some of my best tips for, for that. First off, let's be real. I mean, a quick Google search is going to yield like, I actually did it, 672 million search results is what I got about how to um, introduce new positions into the bedroom. But it doesn't really talk about how to broach the conversation about it, okay? So when you're wanting to talk about this with your partner, I think it's best to first off do it when you're not having sex. Do not do this during sex. Don't stop it and say like, hey, let's do this position. We've never done it before, but come on, let's try this. You can sort of just maneuver yourself into the position if you feel comfortable with it and just try it out. But don't talk about it. Just maybe talk about it beforehand or even give some feedback afterwards if you tried something or your partner tried something new. Um, but yeah, the flow can be really interrupted if you start talking about uh, things in the middle of it. So, um, and it can also create some anxiety and frustration. So I'm just saying be cautious with throwing in a new position all of a sudden, unless again, if it's easy to maneuver into, like maybe it's just a slight adjustment of um, your legs wrapped around your partner instead of down um, like on the bed um, or you know different things like that because that can create a different angle for your pelvis but again don't don't talk about sex during sex is one of the best blanket statements out there for <laughs> anything when it comes to bedroom talk now maybe for some couples this is going to be a really awkward yet necessary conversation just like all awkward conversations, I recommend that you address the awkwardness at first and say like, babe, this might be sort of awkward to talk about because we haven't really talked about our sex life in a while, but I'm curious if you would be interested in trying some different positions. I sort of feel like we've fallen into just our, our routine and hey, our routine gets me off and it gets you off. Or for some of you out there, maybe it's not getting you off. And it's okay to be honest about that too with your partner. Today, I'm just, I'm just up for trying some new things. Are you up for trying new positions? Talk out some of, of the logistics. Hop on some websites. Order some books. Grab a book off the bookshelf that you already have. That you haven't consulted in a little while. I'm a big fan of the Kama Sutra. There's so many different <laughs> books out there that, that talk about the Kama Sutra, but it's an ancient practice. They kind of know what they're doing. <laughs> um, I think that it provides so much variety in there. Like get, get one of the huge ones. Don't just get like 69 best because there's a lot of books out there since they're about positions for some reason they like to do is like 69 best positions. Seriously, there were so many books out there when I did my Google search about that. Look for one of the really expanded versions about Kama Sutra complete with either... Um, photographs or illustrations. Hey, I get there's some of you out there who have back injuries, bad knees, uh, you're worried about your size, your body shape, or things like that interfering. By utilizing something like the Kama Sutra, you can find something that works for any body shape, size, ability level, any of the things, all of the things. Dive in and find something new in there. 
but yeah, back to kind of addressing the, um, the awkward conversation with your partner. I think it's important to have regular check-ins about sex, but the first time that you start to talk about sex is usually the most awkward one. Keep that in mind. If you've never really talked about sex with your partner, it's going to get easier and easier each time. So just do it. Just have the talk. Just dive in and talk about what you're really wanting. Talk about the positives. Don't talk about, I mean, yes, you can give some feedback, but do it really constructively. Be kind. Remember, they may have feedback for you too. So, but, but be honest and be kind to one another when you're having these conversations about what you'd like to be better in the bedroom. Always phrase in the positive. You want it to be better. Like you like what you've got, but you want it to be even better. That's the whole thing. State your intent. This is a vital step. Be specific with your requests. So you just say like, I want to have it a little like spicier in the bedroom. Well, your version of that versus your partner's version of that could be two really different things. For instance, if you say, I want to play with submission in the bedroom. Well, again, that's got so much variety out there. Does that mean that you just want to be told what to do? Or does that mean that you want to go into um, puppy play? Again, there's so much variety. You've got to be specific. You can say, I want you to pull my hair. I want you to spank me. I want you to um, tie me down, whatever it may be. Talk about your fantasies, but again, stating your intent first about, I want to have a connected relationship. I want a more connected relationship. I want to have better sex, deeper, more frequent sex. And whatever it is, just, I recommend don't look at your partner and say like, our sex life sucks and I want something better. Okay, that may be how you really feel at the moment, but a more constructive way of phrasing that may be like, babe, I know we're not doing so great in the bedroom right now, and I think we can do better, and I've got some ideas. You want to talk about them? See, that's way more constructive. And your partner's going to be way more open to talking about it. Now, when you do start talking about things that you want to try, you really need to look for what we talk about is enthusiastic consent, not just like, um, yeah, okay, okay, sure, yeah, um, all right. That's, that's not really full force enthusiastic consent in my book. What I look for when I talk to a partner about something that I want to do or try is that, okay, yeah, let's talk about that more. Tell me more details. Tell me what you're looking for. Yes. Okay. Yes. Yes. I could do that. Yeah. I would do that to you. Uh-huh. Yes. That's, that's the only time that I really go for it. Otherwise I really, in the moment I may ask the partner like, okay, so we talked about this and are you ready? And they may say, um, not really. And they, that's okay. We're not going to go there. If they are not giving me the 100% yes, baby, I will do that to you or I will give it to you. Um, or I will receive that from you, whatever. I will take that. Yeah, I need that enthusiastic consent and so should you. The reason that I really think it's so important to expand how many positions you're doing, how frequently, is because it's so important to have nuance and, and some sense of, of adventure in the bedroom. Esther Perel talks about in mating and captivity that one of the reasons we sort of lose our, our sexual connection with our partner is because we do get into some of these habits, these ruts of doing the same things over and over and over again and not experiencing sort of the, the newness. Part of why we have such great sexual chemistry oftentimes with our partners in the beginning 
is because we're trying all these new things. We're doing it in different places. We're trying out different positions. Sometimes we're having those really long love making sessions and sometimes it's just brief. It's the quickie, it's the, you know, wake up in the morning sex or shower sex, whatever. And over time, a lot of couples sort of lose some of those aspects. They stop doing some of those things. If you've never read Esther Perel's Mating in Captivity, it's a book I recommend to pretty much all of my couple's clients for different reasons for each client, but because she does talk about so many different instances of what she's experienced with her couple's clients and how they've lost intimacy, but also how they've either, you know, figured their shit out or in some cases parted ways. But the vast majority of them, it's about figuring things out. Again, one of the biggest things she talks about is having that nuance and having that sense of adventure in the bedroom, exploring fantasy over time, making sure that it's not the same things over and over and over again. Again, it's fine if you enjoy oral on each partner every single time, but perhaps you do it in different positions. Instead of always laying down, try it with one partner standing up and the other one seated in front of them. Uh, You know, try the 69 position. If it's missionary that always gets you off or that's what you need for your back pain, try elevating your knees in a different position or moving your feet to a different spot. Wrap your um, legs around your partner. Even a subtle change can make some difference. But also, look through your book, think about a previous experience, have uh, some card decks, get some dice. There's, you know, fun dice that you can get online or at Cirilla's or, I know, I'm sure Pure Romance has them too, uh, where you can just roll the dice and it'll give you different ideas for positions. Just shake things up regularly so you don't fall into a rut and find ways, again, to expand your position repertoire. Thanks for listening to Keep Them Coming with Open the Doors Coaching. Please rate, subscribe, and share this podcast and check the show notes for stuff we discussed in the episode. You can find me on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, but visit my website if you want more information about me and my coaching services. You can join my not safe for work email list called the Dirty Bird if you want more content about sex and relationships. You can support said content, like my work with this podcast and other forms of media, by visiting listener support with Anchor FM or visit patreon.com to become one of my patrons. Again, check the show notes. I have links for you there. My theme song is original music by M. Kusa. Until next time.